everybody. Welcome to Gray Matter. Uh, I'm your host, Pastor Jonathan Gray with... And I'm Audrea Gray. It's great to have you with us. We have a couple of guests with us today. Uh, Ray Stu, or Ray Stewart, our good <laughs> friend, Gideon Brewer, and Akosua. Glad to have you with us. And today we just want to talk a few minutes about new beginnings. It's the beginning of a new year. We've had some things happen. It's 2021 and things have been so crazy in 2020. It's good to talk about or discuss how to move forward. Now, listen, I love a new year. Yeah. I love coming into a new year. I love new start. It just gives me an opportunity to let go of something I didn't want to be or didn't want to do and um, really take a fresh new page. So even though uh, last year was rocky, I I still come into a new year feeling like really optimistic about what lies ahead. So I love the new year. Doesn't this new year feel like it, it makes all those things we talk about in the new year more like relevant? Yeah, like, more important. You than know, ever. we talk about putting the past behind us and forgetting mistakes, all that stuff we say, it, it seems so more, much more relevant this mm -hmm. year after 2020. So I think it's worth chatting about. Now, I, I don't generally want to read the scripture here, but I do want to reference it. Uh, Genesis chapter 12 was what was on my mind, the first couple of verses there. And it talks about how uh, God told Abram to leave his hometown and go to this new land. And it required several things from him that uh, all of us have to do when it comes to doing something new. Uh, we already said you have to leave the old and you have to go into the new and forget the past. So I want to chew on with you guys just for a few minutes what it takes to really start over, really, really takes to really start something new. There's, a, there's an emotional part, there's a spiritual part, there's some practical things. So I wanted to throw that out there. So what I want to do first was throw out a couple of points from a preacher's point of view, you know, a pastor's point of view. <laughs> it's a couple of points, because you know, a pastor can't speak without having points. Can't have it's, a just, preacher without some points. It's, it's not natural. So I got a couple points I want to give. So I'll lay those out. Then let's dissect them, take them apart, and uh, see what we come up with. So Genesis chapter 12, verse one, that's where Abram, Abram is told by God to leave his hometown and go to this promised land that he doesn't know. And there were four things he required and a couple of we've already kind of alluded to. So the first one was, you know, to start something new, you have to, you do have to leave the old, you have to forget the old. And what does that look like? We'll discuss that in a moment. But to move into something new, it does require you to leave the old, kind of abandoning what you're used to, what you're accustomed to, or really what you've dealt with uh, moving into new things. The second thing, number two, is it does require change. Things have to be different. So how should they be different? What should be changed? Who should be changed? Mm -hmm. Should I be changed? And number three is moving takes you into things you don't know, moves you into the unknown. How do we handle that? And how do we process it? How do we use our faith to fortify ourselves in those places when we're going into things we don't know or have never been before? I love your fourth point, Dave. Yeah. Moving needs you to keep moving. That's number four. Moving needs you to keep moving. You can't get stagnant. You can't slow down. So how do you safeguard against stalling out, against making sure your, your progress is continually moving forward? So those are my four preacher points. So I wanted to get with you guys and kind of dissect them kind of one by one here for a minute and get your insight on what it takes to do these things. So looking at number one, if moving requires you leaving the old, how do you do that? How do you leave those old yeah. things and moving into the new? And what are kind of some of the old things we should be leaving? I think that's a, a really great point about leaving behind the old. The problem that I've encountered historically with leaving behind the old is that 
you're leaving behind what's familiar and that can be really, really scary. Mm -hmm. And even when what's familiar isn't necessarily healthy or good, Mm. uh, it's, it's known and you've learned how to cope in that scenario and you've learned how to, uh, maintain and exist and, and, and figure out the system in that, uh, in that way of life. And so I think that's something that we we see with the Israelites as they're leaving as they're leaving Egypt. Even was all they had known was slavery and a slave mindset. Mm-hmm. And even though that was objectively unhealthy and terrible, it's what was familiar. Mm-hmm. And so to find the courage of leaving behind what is old, um, it 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 takes a lot of bravery. And I think it has to be a continuous choice of leaving behind that what is old. Uh, It could be walking away from it initially, but to be dedicated to moving forward each and every day, that's more of of a living choice. And I think that choice has to be sustained by the Holy Spirit and, uh, and sustained through encouragement of godly people who do speak into your life about uh, the need to press into what God actually has for you. Mm. So it can be a very challenging step. And that's only the first step. <laughs> yeah, don't you think that's part of what made Abraham special to God was that, uh, you know, he had started out on a journey with his entire family, his, his father included. Um, but everybody else kind of stalled out. They found a location that where they could rest. And instead of just taking a rest and then moving forward, they settled in. And when God tapped Abraham or Abram on the shoulder to say, hey, keep moving, he was like, okay, well, I'm going to be leaving my dad and these familiar things behind to take this step forward, being led by God. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's not easy for any of us to leave comfortable places, the people that we know and and love behind. Yeah. Akosua, for you, what's that been like? I'm sure you've had an experience like that. Well, actually, tying back to Ray's point um, about leaving behind mindset, that really spoke to me because I'm someone who's very good at starting over physically. Like, I'm good at moving to a new city and moving to a place, starting over from scratch, like, that's, that's, it. although it's tough for a lot of people, like, I am someone who just wants to just keep it moving, go someplace new, start over, and do that physically. But starting over mentally or starting over spiritually, I think, takes another level or another, mm-hmm. it, ta- it takes, for me anyway, and to some people, takes even more strength it's an added layer of strength just because it's one thing to pick up your bags leave that your situation that you're in or whatever and and move on but it's another thing to reconcile those things within yourself because every experience that we go through every like situation we're in every place that we live in no matter whether we address it or not those places those experiences they hold stock within us and they may hold on to us spiritually. So being able to address and reconcile and 
and make peace with something is another way of starting over fresh and it's another way of starting over um starting something anew um even though it may not be physical and i think that like for now this year for example like reconciling everything that happened in 2020 and even those things that are still carrying on within this year is taking a lot of spiritual strength from me and it's something that I am continuously working on um, to learn how to look to God and reconcile those past experiences and ask God, teach me how to become new from this. Mm. Um, and it's definitely, it's a work in progress and it's definitely something that um, is, is what many of us need to continue to work on. Mm-hmm. What do you, what's the motivation even to take those steps you think for me it's just not wanting to be weighed down by what's old um a lot of what we hold on to whether we know it or not takes a toll on us and spiritual things spiritual things emotional things those reflect in us physically and holding on to a previous situation or a previous environment, even if we have moved away from it physically, it can take a toll on us. So we bring that into our new situation. So for me, my motivation for asking God to teach me how to reconcile with the past and teach me how to make amends within myself is for the purposes of my continuous growth and for the purposes of me just wanting to not feel that heavy anymore i just i don't think anyone wants to feel weighed down i don't think anyone wants to feel like they've got like an overwhelming amount of burden on them from what they've experienced um i think it takes a lot to try to get rid of those burdens or even work to get rid of those burdens but for me that's my motivation Mm -hmm. it's good you see where leaving the old is important, moving into the new, and you see the progression. All right, if I'm leaving this old thing to move into this new stuff, then then the second point becomes entirely logical, as much less necessary. Is all this moving is going to require some changes? It's going to require some things to be different. Now, what what would need to change within us around this to make those changes real, make them tangible? Um. I like to say change starts from the inside and not the outside. Knowing that, um, you know, first knowing that, you know, that as, you know, Ray was, was kind of saying, you know, that you want that change to begin with, um, to, to know that you're wanting to push push forward in that, even though um, leaving that old stuff is, is going to be difficult. Um, um, just keeping in mind that, that it starts with you, with, with the little things that you do. Um, and of course, um, you know, the, the best person to change anyone or, you know, the hearts of anyone is, is the Holy Spirit. And just keeping that path open and allowing him to change in those small areas on the inside so it can reflect on the outside. Mm. 
seems like some people struggle to even get to the place where they're self-aware enough to acknowledge that change needs to take place. And maybe that's my perception, you know, like um, it, it can seem like glaringly obvious to those of us looking in from the outside, but uh, either people are truly entrenched and stuck in a way of thinking and a way of living that makes it difficult for them to see the need for change, um, or they're just so unwilling to change that they'd rather ignore even the weightiness of their current circumstances. So, I mean, how do you get there? Um, Gideon made the point that the Holy Spirit is the one most capable of uh, creating change, but like sometimes you need an encouraging word or somebody to kind of like be like, hey, Oh, maybe this should change. Maybe this isn't working for you. How how do you get there without being overly intrusive in somebody's life? Do you think? Um, I know for me, usually when things need to change, um, and I'm not listening, or I'm not, you know, there, uh, in in that space to think, you know, maybe something should change. Um, usually, a situation happens that causes me to step back and think like okay what's going on um is it something from the situation or is it something from my end um and just just step back and have that breather and to look like uh to look at the picture instead of just like um what's just in front of me um and even with you know other people um you know saying you know saying something um they can just say you know one small thing or you know a small little detail and it'll just get I know for me it'll get my mind to just change um to where uh, I guess you know I'm thinking about you know what what they're saying and, and thinking about you know what's what's actually going on instead of you know the, the busyness of you know everyday life or just the present of this the situation in general Ray touched on something in her earlier point about having to leave things that you're familiar with, even the things that are unhealthy. Um, and I feel like there's always this catch-22 with leaving the unhealthy things because we can say they're unhealthy, but like Pastor Audrey is saying, some of these things aren't aren't readily apparent that they're unhealthy. Then they become readily apparent, but the problem is you like them. <laughs> they're unhealthy, but you like them. How is there a pulling away from those things that aren't great for you, but you like them, but you know they need to change? So what do you do there? I can jump in. Um, I definitely understand. And the expression that comes to mind is out of the frying pan into the fire. I think there's a lot of fear that if I leave whatever I'm in, even though I'm aware it's not great, great, even though I'm aware it's not doing me any service, something could be worse if I leave out of this. Something else could be worse that I don't know about. It's that fear of the unknown, I think, in my perspective, or from my own experiences, that I think makes it a little easier not to want to leave. Because that's what you know. That's what you experience. That's what you know how to navigate, even if that navigation may not seem healthy from the outside looking in but something else could be worse and I don't know what that something else is. 
but I think that's where there needs to be a level of faith to be able to jump without knowing where the bottom is. Mm. Being able to jump and know that you have a parachute and that parachute is God, Mm. which is difficult. Like this is incredibly challenging. Like it's very, very hard to go into something new without having any background in it, without having any experience in it, without having anyone to consult to about it and only look to God. Like it's hard looking to God for regular everyday things, but to move on from all that you know into something that, you know, for all you know could be worse or whatever, that's incredibly challenging. But I think that is a testament to building faith and and building confidence that if God doesn't want you in whatever you're in, he will bring you out of it. So I think that's why it's I think that's why it's hard to want to leave a bad situation that you're in because it's just a matter of like building faith, especially when you may not have felt it before. You may not have like felt like God was there before. God's always there, but sometimes it's hard for people to feel that and see that. So I think that's why it's hard to build faith and build faith to leave something that you have physically seen and experienced, even if it's not benefiting you. Mm. Yeah, build off of, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, to, to build off of Akosua's point, I think um, there takes a tremendous amount of faith to understand and trust that God knows and understands the desires of your heart um, and that he is able to, um, he sees it and recognizes it and cares about you and will inform the desires of your heart uh, according to his purposes. There was this book we read, I don't remember whether it was last year or the year before, but we read it in small group called Teach Us to Want. Mm. And it was a really, really great book that highlighted that there are things in life that we will want and desire. And some of them may be good for us. Some of them may not be. And it's hard to parse out what that is without the help of the Holy Spirit. Mm. But in surrendering all of our desires to God, he can transform them to match his will and to optimize his glory and will ultimately satisfy the desires he gives us. Mm-hmm. And I think that takes a lot of faith, like Akosu was saying, to surrender what you desire and allow God to transform it accordingly uh or to just trust his character that he does want what is good for you and that what may seem good for you from your earthly perspective is hard to determine whether it is or not but he ultimately knows 
far beyond what what we can perceive or comprehend and so it's a big faith act to give those desires to god and say this is what i want but i i trust you to handle it and i trust that you know what i want and need that's good i just talking about change and moving into the unknown uh just makes me you know i have a hard time with change that i don't initiate like if if i choose to make a change of some kind i'm good you know um but when that change is initiated upon me either by some thing or someone or even god that's where i struggle and um I, there's a quote helen keller said um stability is a risk it stability is a myth life is either an outright risk or nothing at all mm. and um i've That's held good. on to that because we're constantly wanting things to feel steady and stable when in truth life is constantly changing around us um we're hopefully always changing growing um in some way or another and and so to try to hold on to sameness is really in a way to hold on to death really it's, it's not the way you stay alive um and so we either need to embrace the riskiness of living or accept that we're not truly living you know uh, change is just a part of the experience you see how you talk about change it progresses into this into the next point you know i'm not trying to be funny it's just it's amazing how the process of change works as you're talking about we, we had the question was you know how do you work on change and then talking about change you start talking about faith and and moving into those things you don't know mm -hmm. and of course we made that great analogy of you know kind of stepping off in faith in the cliff off that cliff and when you're moving into the unknown and you're trusting God when you take that step, there, there's a kind of a revelation that happens. That you, you, you step off trusting God to be your parachute. But then when you actually step off, it's not that he's your parachute, he's actually allowing you to defy gravity. Hmm. Is that, it's not that he, we keep, we, we fashion his safety net our way. He's gonna be our parachute, but his way is, well, I don't need to be a parachute. I'm the one that controls gravity. Mm -hmm. And now, 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 now all of a sudden you're levitating, you're floating over, you're achieving that which you couldn't have done yourself, uh, not by your own means, but by this kind of supernatural means that's otherworldly almost. And you know how it's changing your attitude or changing your mind or helping you break that bad habit. Yeah. And it's not the conventional mean you thought it would be. You thought God would fill in the kind of some kind of conventional role, but what He's done is something completely outside of all those roles. It's completely only Him to do, and you're defying gravity. And that's the unknown. That's where he moves you into. I think that's the real unknown is when uh, you're moving into a place of operating mm -hmm. that's not normal or what we would call natural. When your thinking has been, I guess, elevated is the right word into this kind of, you know, divine way. Oh, wait, I, I can I can walk on this water. You know, I, I can do this. So I think that's the, that's the unknown part that's really the, the challenge. I think I think you all guys are making excellent points. Just that that struck me that 
you know, he, he could be my parachute, but he's also the one that could decide that I don't fall. Uh, he'll keep he'll keep me in the, and keep me in midair, keep me suspended there, and then have me sail over whatever challenge he has. I, I find that extraordinary. Moving into the unknown is you're absolutely right, and moving into the unknown inwardly, mm-hmm. that can be harrowing. I mean, and yet, what you're talking about, Jonathan, really, it makes change and the possibilities exciting, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. We kind of, when we think about change and talk about change, even how we've been talking about it today, we get really serious about it because it's intimidating. It can be scary, all of those things, but it can also be really exciting and open up tremendous possibilities for us. And so just considering that that God could be my parachute and give me a soft landing, or God could cause me to enter into something miraculous that you know i hadn't even considered uh, all of the possibilities out in front of us are probably more positive than mm-hmm. they are negative because of god's intervention in our lives we just tend to think towards the negative right when, when god told abraham to leave home he said i'm going to take you to a home a place of a land filled with milk and honey right. the place he was going to, was going to is better than the place he was leaving even though he'd never seen it before mm-hmm. And I think that faith part comes in is all you have is that word from God. <laughs> it's going to be good when you get there, I promise you. But I need you to leave this old stuff. I need you to make the changes. I know you, you've never seen it before, but it's going to be good. I think that's amazing. Yeah. It's incredible. All right. So in the last part of this, I guess, is how, how do you make sure you keep moving forward? How do you keep from stalling out in all these changes? That's hard. It, it really is especially when it's it's just that new like um i know for me like um as you know said on this call making changes is like the last thing on my mind (laughs) it's it's something that god definitely pushes me into uh, like almost 100 percent of the time it's like okay this is over now we're going to the next step and like it, it gets hard because um, or difficult because when you're moving on, it's like the next step is a is a bigger challenge than it was before. Like, um, yeah, it, it takes it, it definitely takes faith to, to to just start it. But like, you never know what you're getting into because God never tells you. <laughs> he just says do this, and then you do it, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're in the middle of this situation. It's like you know you're as you know, you're like the children of Israel. It's like, you know, we could have just stayed in Egypt. At least then we had like comfort. (laughs) But at the same time, it's like, yeah, but you know, I chose to go forward in this because I want to get closer to God and I want to move forward in in my faith. And I know what he has is is better than anything I had previously. And so just knowing and and holding on to that thought that, you know, um, what he has um, it, it might not feel good right now. It, it might not um, make sense. And it might feel like everything is against me, but, you know, he wouldn't lead me or, you know, take me through the, these changes if there wasn't something better at, at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I think testimony of the last step, how he got you to the last step should be the catapult for the next one. He brought you through this last thing and this good thing came out of it at the end of all of it, all the blood, sweat and tears that came through it, but something good came out of it. And that's the thing to trust you for the next, 
helps you trust God at least for the next step. Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. Sorry. Go ahead, Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if any of you have seen the the great Christian movie uh, Frozen Two. But, um, <laughs> there's this song, uh, sung by the the main character in like the quote unquote darkest moment, called the next right thing, mm. um, and the whole song just basically captures this idea of like how do you keep going even when uh there seems to be no end in sight when things are getting really really rough and the i think the idea of just doing what's immediately in front of you and then just trusting trusting that god's grace is sufficient for you to just do the next thing and focusing on that is very practical but uh in my life, I've seen it be really, really uh, powerful because it's so easy to think about, all right, but like what's going to happen after that and what's going to be going on down the road and, and what am I going to do six months from now? I don't have a plan for this thing or this thing or this thing. And it's so easy to get stuck on the what ifs. Yeah. Um, but I think that recognizing that God does give you and equip you for the thing, like Pastor Jonathan was saying in today's sermon, uh, he does equip you and, and uh, empower you to, to do what he has called you to do, even if it's just whatever is immediately in front of you, um, is I think a really great key to unlocking endurance and perseverance for the long haul. Mm. Um, and not getting stuck on the paralyzing uh, effects of trying to plan out your life for the next five years or trying to figure out what's going to happen two months from now with my bills and things like that. Um, yeah, that's that's sort of a, a practical thing that's been very helpful mm. for me. I'd like to add on to that, Ray, and say that for me, what motivates me or what allows me to want to keep moving um, or support system that I use is my community, having people to keep me accountable. I think as important as it is to have an individual relationship with the Lord, to have your one-on-one your -on -one time, to have this journey you go on with just the two of you, I think that is very important, amazing. But I also think that that, for me anyway, goes hand in hand with having fellowship and having others around me and other people to hold me accountable because God made us as social creatures. He made us to want to have fellowship. He made us to want to join in communion with others and and be with your neighbor and you know join in together. So I think those moments when I have that physical check is when I am in my Zoom call with 
members of my church community, when I'm having a morning prayer with my mom, what I, those, those moments, I think are ways that keep me accountable Mm -hmm. and remind me because sometimes I think it's for me anyway, it's very easy for me to get caught in my head. It's easy for me to like get my mind, get very bogged down by what's happening around me and get bogged down by the physical. So having those moments where I set aside, where like, this is my time for Bible study. This is my time for, uh, for for uh, church service, this is my time for uh, a call with one of my one of the people at my church. I think that gives me those resets almost. It's mm, good. That reminds me. Okay, all right, all right. You know, you kind of lost it there for a second. You got overwhelmed by something for a second, but you had this talk with someone from your community, someone that you fellowship with, and now I'm back at it. Now I'm back on my, on my, on my walk with God. Now I'm back, I'm resetting. Um, And I think that's also why it's very important to not necessarily find a church, but just find a group of people that you know that you can be vulnerable with and a group of people that you know that they will help you keep you accountable because they want to see you grow with your journey. Your, they want to see you grow in your journey with the Lord and you want to see them grow on your, in, in their journey with the Lord. So I think that also adds to, for me, besides my own personal journey, I think that adds to what helps me keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we see that moving forward requires a couple things, you know, first, Coastal's made it clear, you can't do it alone, or you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I think that's absolutely true. We do it together. We move forward together. And you move forward in faith. It takes trust in God for the unknown things inside and out. It just, it just does. And it requires change. And change is a decision. Mm-hmm. It's a choice. And, I, and I'm excited. I agree with Pastor Audrey that uh, it's a lot of work. It can be a grind, but the, there are beautiful things that come out of it. I have to confess, I'm I'm a little happy when I'm at the end of the change process, when I moved into that unknown thing. I'm I'm, glad, I'm grateful there because God's done something wonderful <laughs> and it's, it, it has been him all along. So I thank God for that. Mm-hmm. So cool. Thank you guys for discussing this with us. It's yeah. been great. I appreciate it. It's been a joy. Um, so we're moving forward. We're doing new beginnings. Thank you, Ray. Thank you, Gideon. Thank you, Coastal, for your insights and your availability. I'm definitely looking forward to doing this again. And thank you so much for being with us today. Everybody that's been listening, we really enjoyed having you with us. And we'll talk to you next time. God bless you. God bless you guys. Bye-bye.